A young man sat on the beach in Pensacola, Florida, contemplating suicide when he heard a little girl say, Daddy, don't go. Thinking it was his little girl, Katie, he turned around to find her, only to find that it was not his daughter, but someone else's. But God began to deal with him in that very moment, and he left Pensacola to go back to Bessemer, Alabama, and find an Assembly of God pastor who, after church, would sit in his office and talk with him a long time and invite him to become a part of Alabama Teen Challenge. He became a part of Alabama Teen Challenge, and today, outside of Bessemer in a Presbyterian church, he's serving as an elder because God transformed, changed his life from what it was to what it needed to be. Here is a man who raided all the accounts and left his daughter and wife to fend for themselves in Bessemer while he frolicked one more time before his death. But God had a change. God had something for him. God had another way and brought him into Alabama Teen Challenge. And now he is serving and has served, by the way, since 2001 because God intervened in his life. The disciples asking Jesus on one occasion, Lord, teach us to pray, shared with them what we commonly call today the Lord's Prayer. Now, let me assure you, it's not the only prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer because it was given to them. The scripture is found in chapter 11 of Luke, beginning with verse number 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver, deliver us from evil. So I want to take that last phrase and make it the title of the message today. Deliver us from evil. If you go and see what the Word of God is, is actually saying, in the Greek, to be delivered is to be set free by the flow of blood. Deliver us from evil. When we begin thinking about the delivering power of the Lord and what He is capable of doing, we understand that examples have been given to us in Scripture. When Jesus was going by one day, a man said, Lord, would you have my son to be delivered? He throws himself into the water and he throws himself into the fire. And I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't do anything for him. And Jesus rebuked the devil and the devil came out of a little boy. The disciples said, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus said, this kind cometh only by prayer and by fasting. On another occasion, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee and he came to the place of the Gadarenes and there in a cemetery dwelt a man who cut himself and they tied him and he would break the ties and he would do all kinds of repulsive things in society and along came Jesus. 
And when he saw Jesus, he asked that he be cast into the hogs because the devil was speaking through him. And Jesus commanded them to go. And even the hogs wouldn't accept the demons that possessed this man and ran into the sea and drowned themselves. But the man was delivered of the enemy. The same thing holds true in our lives today as we look at what God can do. On another occasion, Jesus comes to a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene and seven demons are cast out of her. So the truth of the matter is it's, it's, the, it's the man and the woman and the child that has to be careful of what they allow to come into their lives and then it's man, woman, and child who needs the flow, the rescue of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver them from what has possessed their lives. You and I have our only hope in Jesus Christ. The songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus and his righteousness. I dare not trust. The only thing we can trust today is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to come upon our lives and to deliver us and cause us to be free. Andrew and Anna are going to Honduras to serve as missionaries. I can remember my first missionary evangelistic trip and a name trip in 1976. Now, some of you don't know about that year. <laughs> and I went down to Honduras and I was to preach for the first time in my life through an interpreter. That meant I had to break everything down that I was going to say in phrases. And I preached fast and I preached all the way through and I was already nervous. I was sitting on the front row and there was a side door. Why they didn't bring this lady in the back door? I have north. Brought a lady in the side door and Missionary Strickland nudged me and said, there she is. I said, who? That demon possessed woman. Now I'm concerned about what's going to happen in that church service and how I'm going to preach through an interpreter. And the lady sat down and when I gave the altar call, she came forward and she received Jesus Christ and she was delivered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deliverance came into our life. The next year, I went over to buy some land in Saguatepeque, Honduras. And while I was there, I went over to the Goose where I wanted to revisit the church because we were buying the pews for them. And when I got there, this lady walked up to me at the conclusion of the service and she just happened to be the lady that had been demon-possessed. And she said, Pastor, I'd love to stay with you and have fellowship with you, but I gotta walk a mile and a half to the second service I'm gonna do this day. I believe that God has the ability to come on the scene and touch the light and minister to needs and cause them to be set free by the power of God. It's apparent that the devil's influence and controls male, free, female, and children, but God will deliver them all. But then he got personal when he said, deliver us. What's the demon about your life? I won't say what's the demon within your life because if you're born again, he's on the outside trying to oppress you. 
But what's the demon that's trying to control your life? If you're unsaved, you can be assured there are some demons in there trying to get you to do wrong and leading you down the wrong path. But I want to talk to you today about what God can do in your life. For instance, this is personal. He said, deliver us. The personalization says that we have an issue with the enemy within our lives day in and day out. The question is, what are we doing to counteract what he is trying to do within our lives? What are the possibilities of the devil trying to get us to do what is wrong? Leading us down a primrose path, causing us to want to default on our promises to God, wanting us to walk away from what God has already done in our lives. There's too much backsliding in this world. It's about time we upslid a little bit in the things that God wants us to do in our lives so that we can be an example before the world. But it is a daily, daily thing to be delivered Paul said, I die daily. He said, I take up my cross daily to follow the Lord. So we come to the place where a daily activity is that we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Deliver us from evil so that we won't be a part of what this world economy is pushing down other people's throats. So we personalize this thing and we see the possibility of what can happen within our lives, but then we understand the promise of God. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's His desire to give you peace and prosperity and joy and victory and solution to all of your difficulties and all of your problems so that there won't be that temptation to default on what we have promised God, our commitment to follow him, our repentance of our sins, turning about so that we could follow the Lord and do his work and do his bidding. I don't want to throw a big word out at you that you might not have heard lately, but that's called sanctification. <laughs> that's called being turned about to do the service for the Lord. That's turning from sin to do the work of God. So it's a two-part thing. On the day that we live, we say no to sin and we say yes to the commissioning of God to do His plan, His purpose, and follow after Him in all that He would have us do and say. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is He that is in you than he who is in the world. I don't know where you stand, but I stand very confident that I am a giant when Jesus is real in my life. I am anointed when he comes and he touches my life. I am proven because he has come and he stands erect. I can stand and look people face in the very face of, of all the enemies and all that comes upon my life with a backbone like a telephone pole and say, this is the way. Walk ye in it. I will not be defeated. I'm going to stand because of deliverance that God has given unto me, that constant flow of the blood that sets us free. Our security comes from accepting his 
rescue through the blood. Some years ago, I read a paperback novel. It was a biography. And it started out like this. My mother was standing, looking into the emergency room as they were putting a toe tag on me, indicating I was dead. When my mother turned her face to the wall, a Roman Catholic, and said, God, if you will spare my daughter, I will commit my life to you forever. And Cookie Rodriguez came back to life. A Puerto Rican, Roman Catholic, having sold her body to everybody who would give her a thrill and drugs. Her only ambition in life was to wear white on her wedding day, but that was far gone. So she couldn't trust God. And so Cookie Rodriguez prayed a prayer. God, if you're real, please make me cry. And the spigots opened in her eyes. And tears began to flow down her cheeks. And for days, days, she wept before God. And Cookie Rodriguez was saved. Started a girl's home because of what God had done in her life. The deliverance, for she had to be mentally delivered. She had to be psychologically delivered. She had to be physically delivered and spiritually delivered before she could even face the world. That's what she thought. That's how she lived. That's what she knew. She was one of David Wilkerson, founder of Teen Challenge, first converts. But then there was another who pulled a knife on Wilkerson on the streets of New York and said, I'll cut you in little pieces. And Wilkerson said, and every little piece will scream, I love you. And Cookie and Nikki Cruz gave his life to Jesus began to preach the gospel, still preaches the gospel, has five daughters, no sons. When a boy comes to the door or came to the door in years past, I want to date your daughter, he would hand a copy of the book, Please Make Me Run, that he had authored, depicting all the past things he had done and said, read this. And then come back if you want to date my daughter. I'm sure he called a few. But the delivering power of God that changed and transformed his life is the same thing that transforms us. Deliver us from what? Evil. Dereliction debauchery, sin, degradation, the sins that 
beset us, that causes us to have problems. Deliver us from the evil. The young man sitting on the, Pen on the Pensacola beach was derelict in his duty when he abandoned his wife and daughter. He was an alcoholic, so he was in the midst of debauchery. He was a reprobate. Call him what you will. But when Jesus touched his life, call him saved. Amen. Call him delivered. Call him victorious. Call him anointed. Call him a man of peace and of joy and of victory because God had come into his life. And we can multiply that thousands of times of individuals who have come through Teen Challenge worldwide who have said, I want a change in my life. Andrew and I was there in 76 and you could walk in every door in Honduras and not be afraid. You could walk the streets without fear of anybody touching you. Drugs were sold to anybody who walked in the apothecary and had the money. But there wasn't a drug problem in 76. But you're going to the murder capital of the world. because of the sin that's overtaken that country. They have a Teen Challenge Center. God will use these two individuals to bring the flow of blood for the deliverance of those who are bound. Deliver us from all of these things, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Those are the only temptations that are going to come on you. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. They come in different categories, but those are the sins that are going to come at you where you'll have to make a decision. Am I going to falter? Am I going to fail? Or am I going to stand and be victorious because of the free flow of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? But here, here's the clincher. James chapter 1, verse number 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. When lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when it is finished, it brings forth death. The same author tells us not to believe that the Lord will tempt us. It is the enemy of our souls who will come upon us and try to get us to falter and fail and do the work of the enemy. The fact is we have a greater problem with the natural in our own lives than we do with the enemy. Listen to me. That's on the outside. I promise you there are people in this room, God doesn't know your, or the devil doesn't even know your zip code, much less anything about your life because you're not accomplishing anything and you're not following him and your life is not a testimony for him. You need to be delivered from evil. 
to walk circumspectly before him and care for him and know that he is going to touch your life. And the enemy is going to come in, but like a flood, he's going to bring up a standard against it because he is our source. He is our strength. He is our deliverer. He's our present help in time of trouble. There was a time we would sing about the blood. Not many songs written about that. Anymore, I was at a singing last night in Selma, Alabama, raising funds for the Selma program. And the leader of the quartet group said, I received 90 songs, possible songs, to go on my album, and only one mentioned the blood. We used to sing the blood will never lose his power. And I can promise you by the grace, the power of God and the book, the blood will never lose its power. For when there is darkness, light is greater. When there is deliverance needed, there is a flow of blood. Where there is sin, there is grace. And God wants to come in and touch and minister to our lives and we can sing what can take away my sin nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is thy flow that makes me white as snow a young man is standing in the pulpit today at River of Life Assembly of God Demopolis Alabama he calls me daddy He was in the center in Hayden. I just happened to be up there that day, and they came to me. I don't, I don't, these these girls don't answer to me. They answer to her. She answers to me. (laughs) So I was there, and they said, Brother Ed, what are we going to do? He won't get a haircut. I said, tell him, go home. Well, that would have been very difficult to do because he had come from Tennessee, but he lived in Florida. <laughs> he had been at his sister's house. They sat him down on a stool and they began to chop at his hair because he wasn't going to obey one rule, he wouldn't obey the others. So he came to be one of the first residents of the Silicaga Center in Stuartville, Alabama. And he bounded off the van with the biggest smile, the most effervescent spirit you've ever seen. And he threw out his hand and said, Brother Ed, I don't believe I've ever met you. I said, oh, yes, you have. (laughs) And I rehearsed the story of the stool and the chopping. And I said, get in the car and I'll go get you a decent haircut. And today, he's serving God with all of his heart and turning Demopolis upside down with miracles and healings and great things are happening because God has favored him. But first, he had to be delivered from evil by the flow of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Just before I left my last pastorate back in 99, there was a man who had started to our church. His name Bobby Smith. I preached there the other day and told the story and didn't name him. I'll tell you who he is because there's a world of Bobby Smiths in the world today. And, but Bobby was an alcoholic, one of three that they knew of at the paper mill where he worked. But there were three men who were told by the super, superintendent, either get off the sauce or you're going to be fired. Two went to short-term programs and failed and were fired, and Bobby came to church. I pastored his stepmother. I had buried his dad, who was a member of the church. I, I was his wife's pastor, but he was in, in need of deliverance. So he came to church. He could only come on Sunday nights, or he would only come on Sunday nights, and then he couldn't come every Sunday night because of rotation due to shift work. But when he would come, he'd raise his hand for salvation and frustrate me by not coming forward. And he would come back again. He raised his hand for salvation. He wouldn't come forward. And he would come again, raise his hand, and he wouldn't come forward. And finally, one night, I gave an altar call, and up he came, and down he came, and to the altar he gave his heart to Jesus. Amen. And I looked at him and I said, Bobby, why did it take you so long? And these are his exact words. Every time I came, I came a little less drunk. And tonight I'm cold sober. And today he's a deacon at First Assembly of God, Silicaga. Alabama. Why? Oh, precious is the flow yeah. that makes me white as snow. No other power I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You and I need to come to the conclusion today that we're no longer going to be in bondage to sin. But we're going to be set free by the power of God. No longer are we going to be destroyed by the enemy, but we're going to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. No longer are we going to be lone rangers just out there doing ourselves, but we're going to join ourselves to a fellowship of believers who are going to be like us, walking in this pilgrim way, doing the work and the will of God. Assembling ourselves together as we ought in a solemn assembly giving praise and glorifying God for all of his mercy. So the prayer this morning is, deliver us from evil. Thank you, Lord. Deliver us from evil. You may have walked into the room today having bought into the new idea that once you confessed your sins, all past, present, and future sins were forgiven at that moment. I can tell you by the authority of the Word of God, your past sins were forgiven. And you have to deal with your present and future sins. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And if I could believe all of that, I would have to justify the verse that says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. Not 
the one who started the race, but the one who finished the race. A young man was asked by his coach to run in a race that he had never tried and he had not prepared for. But because he was the only one, he accepted the challenge. And during the course of the race, he fell. He got up and dusted himself off and began to run again. By this time, he is far behind all the other runners. When he finally crossed the finish line, which he didn't have to, he had lost. Someone said, son, why did you continue to run? He said, my coach didn't ask me to come in first. He just asked me to run the race. And it doesn't matter where we place in this race of life. All we've got to do is what the ladies projected today. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running to do the work of the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we trust you because you are our source, our strength, our present help in time of trouble. You'll never leave us alone. You promised that you would be with us forever, even to the end of the age. You promised that all those things that came, came, would come against us, you would bring a source of power that would counteract. And while the enemy sits at the gates of hell, mapping out strategy to destroy each of our lives, you sit at the gates of heaven, planning out strategy to overcome. And we have you on our side the one who cast that devil out of heaven. So if you had control over him, then you have control over him now. So Lord, deliver us from evil. That we can walk in the assurance, the grace, the love, and the power of God and be open to you in Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you came into the room today needing deliverance, you need the flow of the blood of Jesus Christ to come upon you and give you deliverance. I'd like to invite you just to come and stand. You, you're fighting a devil. You're fighting a demon. You're fighting a temptation. You're fighting a problem. There are issues in your life that you cannot control. I want you to come and I wanna pray with you. I wanna believe God to touch your life. I'm believing the Lord because He, He, and He alone is capable. If I could reach into your life and pull out those sins, I'd do it for you. If I could confess for you, I would do it. If I could go to heaven for you, I would, but I can't. Nor could anyone else for me. It's personal. It's personal. Preacher, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but I am fighting a demonic power. In a moment when I ask you to stand, I'm just going to ask you to move on out from where you are in one motion and come and stand and let's pray together. Preacher, the devil is not going to win over me, I promise you. Would you stand together? 
Father, let those who are bound or those who need liberation or those who need help in the problems that are facing them come and receive of you right now. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus. Come on. We'll wait on you. We're believing that God is going to do something special in you. We're going to trust God to deliver you. We're going to ask Him to snatch you from the lion's mouth. Before we pray, you who are here in the front, let me, let, me, let me just share one more thing with you. I see pictures of the lion's den. They're, they're men's attempt to explain what happened. And I've even seen one where Daniel's head was on one line and his feet were on another and he just lying, lying there. I don't believe it. <laughs> Not for a minute. I believe that he was ever aware that the enemy that wanted to devour him at that moment was in that arena with him. Was he afraid? I don't know. But I know this, he had faith. And when the king came the next day, oh, Daniel, how you doing? Oh, don't worry about it, old king. The Lord has come and shut the mouths of the lion. We're reminded in New Testament Scripture the devil comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But the mouths are going to be shut because God's in the arena with the enemy. Are you going to be concerned? You better be vigilant. And you better be faith-filled in the work of God. Would you just ask God to do what you want him to do in your life right now as an individual? And I'm going to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you that you have all the answers, all the solutions to all of our problems. You have come. You have come on the scene this morning. And these who have come forward have come in faith, believing that those demons that are trying to impress them and impress upon them are going to be cast aside as if they're nothing because of your divine presence 
your anointing, your blessings, your goodness, your strength. Bless now. Bless now the overcomer as we lift our hands together to give you praise. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We believe that the enemy is defeated and all things have come for our good. Our good. Our good. Our good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For you who have prayed using a friend of mine's method of counseling, let me just counsel you. Admit it. Confess it and quit it. That's how he counsels. Confess it, admit it, and forget it. But while you're quitting it, would you be mindful that the devil is still out there? But you're liberated from this by the power of God. Father, touch our hearts again. Restore us to victory and strength in you and you alone. May we stand in Jesus' name. Amen.